Welcome to the Viewpoints listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossick. It's been a great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints today Michael Kavanagh. Michael Kavanagh's uh, an academic and author now. Uh, Michael and Mary Kavanagh, um, his wife, wrote a book, Preparing for the Teaching Profession, published by Oxford University Press, Australia and New Zealand. It's out this year as a school principal and teacher. Um, I think it's a brilliant book and the sort of thing that there isn't enough of this type of book uh, out there for people who are preparing for the teaching profession. But firstly, uh, welcome to Viewpoints, Michael Kavanagh. Thank you very much, Henry. Great pleasure to have you. Now, Michael, you're an academic. Um, tell us a bit about you, your your history, and I presume when we hear a little bit about you, we'll, we'll understand where this book came from. Well, it's probably between myself and Mary. Um, um, she's she's more the hands-on person. I've, I've been certainly involved in academia, but I've also been involved as a principal of the school and uh, I've worked in all aspects of education for the last, I won't say how many years, but for plenty of years. And Mary, of course, has worked in, uh, in uh, not only as a classroom teacher, but as a coordinator and special needs coordinator for a number of schools. So it was one of those situations where we both sort of uh, went into semi-retirement and um, we got to the point of saying, well, look, what do we do now? And uh, uh, we had some ideas for literacy texts, actually, that we'd put to Oxford Uni some years ago and we heard nothing from them. But that wasn't unusual because, you know, a lot of people put a lot of stuff to these, these publishers. And uh, lo and behold, about a year or probably – a year and a half after we'd put that submission into um, Oxford, the uh, one of the publishers, senior publishers, Geraldine Corridan, contacted us and said she'd like to have a chat about it. So we made a time and uh, went into Oxford uh, offices and spoke to her at some length. And in amongst all the chit-chat about that idea, we, we mentioned that what we really needed in this day and age was a book that would help young teachers um, prepare themselves for becoming teachers and that given our experiences relative to that, that uh, something should be done about it. She asked a little bit more information then and uh, we got chatting over a coffee and um, within probably an hour or two she said, how about putting a proposal up for that? We prefer to do that than your original idea. So uh, around about six to eight probably weeks later we uh, put a proposal together and uh, they accepted it. And that's the sort of the, uh, the strange origins of the book. Mm, fascinating. Now, just a little bit about yourself and, and Mary. Um, you're an academic advisor, primary and secondary to the Deakin University internship program for the Master of Teaching degree. And Mary has extensive primary classroom teaching experience and has been involved in the induction of early career teachers for over 20 years in a variety of school settings. So you both got an awful lot of very practical and uh, hands-on grassroots as well as academic uh, expertise and wisdom from the field so so why did you write the book um in uh, the pair of you actually well well henry um from my point of view being in schools for so long 35 years or so uh and being being in various leadership roles in literacy and special needs and working as a deputy principal as well I've found that there is a there is an issue with the transition of of um, fourth year teachers 
as they transition into being a teacher in a school and they're very well prepared uh, with the curriculum, they know the curriculum, but it's all the other areas of school life and the challenges that we face as teachers that are really challenging for young people as they come into the profession and even more experienced people, to be honest. Um, So that was where I was coming from and I'd worked uh, in their induction processes with VIT and uh, just working as a literacy coordinator and later on as a special needs coordinator and trying to help those young teachers with the diverse learning needs and social-emotional needs of their students, uh, dealing with parents, some of whom can be quite challenging, as we know, uh, and just really assisting them in um, identifying children's needs, working out our best processes to assist the students, um, knowing how to write an individualised learning plan, a behaviour support plan, how to monitor that, how to assess the, the progress on that, um, using specialists that come into our schools like OTs and speeches and psychologists. How do we work with those people? Um, how do we work with the parents? Because that's a big thing in my book. I think that we have to get the parents on side to be successful. Mm. So that's where I'm coming from. Mm. So, Mary, um, the, the, the pre-service training we get and, and, and it's a four-year degree, clearly that prepares us to a certain level, but um, there's so many things you cover in the book with, uh, with Michael. Um, where do you think the, the most significant gap is uh, in, in those fresh graduates who apply for a job, get a school, and they turn up on day one, apart from the fact that they are lacking experience in the classroom as actually bona fide teachers. Yeah. Well, we we know how many young young teachers we lose in the first five years. About and it's about five percent. Yeah, it's it's a really um, big worry, and a lot of them say to us that the things they worry about when they're starting off uh, the workload for one thing. Uh, Behaviour management's another area that they are all really concerned about. And I think they they don't realise uh, the wide range of um, student needs that they're going to face. And that sort of hits them a bit once they get into the job as well. And I've also found with a lot of graduates they don't have the maturity, for one thing, and the experience, obviously, to deal with those challenges. And it's a really difficult process to learn. Um, And they need a lot of guidance. They need support in their schools. And if they don't get that, they can really go under very quickly. And we've had experience of young people we know who have almost given up teaching mainly because they didn't get support. And we know other young teachers who have had success because they did get it. So that's 
that was part of my reasoning with the book is to give them a lot of hand-holding, um, things to look at, things to be aware of, good strategies that they might think about and link up with what they have learned at uni. They have all, they have heard a lot of this stuff, but they haven't made it um, in a seen it in a practical sense. Mm. Mm. And Henry, there's added to that, I think, is the complexity of, of what teachers have to do and know about in today's society. And uh, it's hard enough to teach one child anything, let alone to teach a range of children up to 30, perhaps even more sometimes, um, from a range of backgrounds and experiences and a range of abilities and to teach them in an effective way that engages with them and makes them interested because these days it's very hard to get kids interested in in, uh, in much in, in a lot of things. But in a classroom context, it's it's a challenge for young teachers to try and engage those students, as Mary said, accommodate their range of needs. Their socio-cultural backgrounds are so diverse. The expectations of their parents and carers is very diverse. And uh, we, we, we realised over the years as we worked at Deakin University and uh, we on a Thursday we'd bring young teachers or experienced teachers and principals together with our fourth-year uh, pre-service teachers and we realised within two and a half hours and listened to the exchanges between those two groups that they were learning so much more than they learnt from the actual university course itself, which was theoretically very sound and some good practical ideas. But there was nothing better than to sit down with a practising teacher and actually be able to ask questions in a safe environment and to get some depth into the, uh, the theory and to really start to apply it to what goes on in a classroom, in a school, and uh, that, that's another factor that sort of evolved from my perspective. And I know you were involved in helping us with that mm. two years ago, you and Deborah. And, uh, we, we, you know, we, we're trying to bring both concepts together. We're trying to to not say, say theory's wrong. That's certainly not the truth. And research is, research is vital and theory that comes from it is vital. But the students got to start to realise in their busy lives, because, by the way, most of them have other jobs. They're not like our days where we had studentships and we could work full-time in our two-year courses. These are four-year courses for the undergrads, and they're basically, uh, you know, they're full-time at it uh, in terms of a job, and then they have to do the course as well with no support. And it's very hard for them to take the theory, which they get in classrooms, at the university level and then start to relate it to practice when they get out on their limited teaching rounds or practicums. And uh, it's bringing together of what goes on in the field with with the theory that really makes it work. And uh, there's probably another aspect to this, and that is we, we, we are both, that's Mary and I, very much uh, impressed by those young pre-service teachers who success because they take a proactive stance in what they do. They, they set out to find out. They set out to sort of plan and organise themselves so that when they get opportunities such as visiting schools and working with classroom teachers, they set out to find out what works best and they ask the tough questions uh, rather than just assume everything will be given to them on a play tool. 
that they'll learn some sort of in, in some miraculous way. So, so the book actually begins with this notion that look, you've got to be proactive as a beginning teacher, like any profession, and uh, you've got to continue to be proactive uh, as the years go by. Otherwise, you can be easily left behind because things are changing so quickly. Absolutely. We need to take a short break, uh, Michael and Mary. Can you hold the line? Certainly. Yes. Yep. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossickel, a little discussion with both Mary and Michael Kavanagh, the authors of Preparing for the Teaching Profession, published by Oxford University Press Australia and New Zealand. Welcome back, uh, Mary and Michael. Thanks, Henry. Thanks, Henry. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll let you work out and fight over who answers in what order and whatever, but I think one of the more profound statements you make in this book, actually an intriguing one, is, uh, starts off in the preface. I'll quote you. The most successful pre-service teachers and early career teachers are those who are highly proactive practitioners and take responsibility for their own learning and development. You might like to expand. Yes, you've probably got the key there. I, I did mention it earlier, but it, it is the key. Um, we've seen probably, well, I suppose I've seen probably thousands of young teachers over the years in the pre-service situations and in schools as they do their practicum. And we've been asked, all, all the university lecturers who go out with them and visit them or come back to the university and, and, and uh, unpack what they've experienced, uh, we all try to sort of um, help them make sense of what they've experienced. And uh, those who do well are those who are really ready and uh, uh, sort of engage with the whole task of the profession. In other words, I want to know how this job works. This teaching job's important. I want to be a teacher, but I want to be as good a teacher as I can be. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's those students that, that we really see as being proactive and demonstrate the sort of skills that make good teachers or good professions, professionals. Uh, so that notion of proactivity is, is really pushed hard in the first, in the first, in the first chapter. Mm. So is there an implication in that statement that uh, there are people getting through into the system who do not display those qualities? Yeah. Well, I, I think, Henry, uh, on occasion, um, some graduates, um, either, I'm not too sure whether they come thinking they have all that they need in terms of um, the strategies, they know their curriculum, uh, so they know what they're going to teach, but the the teaching role is just so broad and complex, and as I've mentioned before, it's the um, it's the connection with your colleagues is you know is an important facet of that. Um, when we plan together to listen to the more experienced others on the staff, sometimes. Um, not to, I'm not saying that young teachers should sit back, definitely not, because a lot of our young people are so highly skilled when they come to us, um, but we want them to be part of our team. And I've, I've been on interviewing panels for many, many years, and that's what we used to look for in our um, applicants for a teaching position. 
someone who was keen, someone who was keen to learn, and someone we could see would fit with our teaching teams. So that's one aspect of it. I think that um, we also need our young teachers to realise that they must have a work-life balance because a lot of our young ones who we lose um, just are going under by not developing that balanced life and we talk about that in the book uh, and some simple little strategies that we can all use to look after our own mental health so that's a that's a really important thing for a young person starting off in a very very challenging job uh, that they do need to look after themselves because they're no good to anyone um, if they're not uh, keeping on top of things um, uh, a lot of to the the issues that I've I've found that I needed to put um, up front in the book was the need to ask for help when you need it, you know, and to know when you need help. I think that sometimes young people try to battle through, yeah, and right. we need we need to use our mentors. Hopefully, we had good mentors in our schools for our young teachers. We need to always know when things are beyond us. And sometimes it's a behavioural issue. And that can that can be a threat to the safety of our other students and to ourselves, you know, physical safety. So we need to be really aware of when things are getting out of hand for us uh, and when we can call on our senior people on our, in our school staff to help us. That, that's part, Henry, of that proactivity also, that knowing that you are not alone and that you can take steps to ensure that you're um, prepared for what's coming. Uh, too often we find young people actually get lost in the, in the morass, in, in the, 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 the busyness of the day, and they can't be as objective as, as we'd like them to be. And, of course, when things become subjective, then they start to blame themselves, and that's not fair. No. Being, you know, that, that's, a, that's an important lesson, I think. Mm, absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm just going through the book, and, I mean, we can't go through this. Becoming a teacher, building your teaching portfolio, applying for a job. Uh, you go through, I thought, there's a lot of intriguing chapters. Getting to know your students through assessment rather than just assess because you have to do it. Learning diversity in the classroom, understanding behaviour and student well-being right through to ethical responsibilities and you've got some wonderful blank templates there. Um, how's this book been received to date? Look, we're really happy. Uh, it came in at a bad time, which is October last year, because that's right smack in the middle, as we call it now, the, of the COVID uh, lockdown. Uh, but bit by bit, I think Oxford are pretty happy because there's six universities across the country have adopted the book. Uh, that's a, the last time we heard. So that's a good start. And uh, we hope people start to pick it up and find it valuable to them. Mm, look, I've shown it to some colleagues. I've shown it to some of my teachers. And as a, as a person who's been in the profession for many decades, I can testify that this book is an excellent resource. And, uh, you know, all praise to, to Mary and, 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 and yourself, Michael, for putting together a very readable, very well laid out uh, book. It's, 
it's not one of those books where even though the the content is valuable, ploughing through it is hard work. You've you've laid it out very well, and I, I commend you for a doing the book and b the value it, it I think it will have for not only teachers beginning on their teaching, but uh, some of them that the mentors could uh, refresh themselves on some of the things they 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 can uh, remember and learn and use in mentoring young teachers. Yeah, we we hope it's valuable, Henry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and we hope it too. We really wrote it as a dip into book, you know, at the point of need. Uh, it's not a book we read cover to cover, um, but sometimes we come across a challenge that we have that we've never had before, and um, we're hoping that it will be helpful to those teachers too. I'm sure it will. Um, that's Mary and Michael Kavanagh, who have uh, written, I think, a very valuable book for young teachers, Preparing for the Teaching Professions, out there now published by Oxford University Press. We'll take a short break. Listeners, don't go away.